Sentire Media. Ciao a tutti and welcome to Venice Talks, a podcast series about Venice in Italy. My name is Monica Cesarato and I am a Venetian food and travel blogger. I'm going to put my insider knowledge at your disposal to help you discover Venice at 360 degrees. Each week I will be chatting to the people who really matter, the Venetian. So follow me on the discovery of his artisans, writers, fashion designers, artists, glassmakers, bloggers and much, much more. Come to visit Venice the right and sustainable way. You can find me on my blog www.monicacesarato.com and also on all social media. Enjoy the episode! Welcome to Venice Talks, episode number 6. Hi everybody, welcome back to Venice Talks and today I have somebody very special. I have Jelena Vesic from Bottega Cini, store manager and social media manager. And hi Jelena, how are you? Hi Monica, I'm very, very, very fine and I'm very <laughs> glad to participate to your podcast. Oh, thank you so much. Okay, first of all, let's explain everybody what Bottega Cini in Venice is. So Bottega Cini, it's uh, one very complex project where two Venetian very important realities try to make something very interesting for Venice. Uh, thanks to the Merchant of Venice, uh, which is one of the founders, and Archivio Vittorio Cini and Vittorio Cini's grandson, Giovanni Aliata di Montereale, mm-hmm. uh, we tried to create uh, this uh, interesting spot where both Venetians and also tourists could uh, meet and find out everything about Venetian culture, Venetian art, architecture. They could also meet artisans and everything which is Venetian craftsmanship. Mm-hmm. It's actually a very new concept uh, and dare I say the first ever definitely in Europe and maybe in the world. Exactly, exactly. It's something quite new because even our visitors are always asking us, are you a gallery? Are you a shop? And we are like, we are a little bit of everything. Uh-huh. You're yeah. a hub, really. Yes, a hub. exactly. So, yeah, because I remember when it first opened and actually I think the biggest bet was that it was open just after the first lockdown. Exactly. We opened it precisely after the first lockdown. So it was quite catchy you know as a period mm-hmm. and we are still here so that's the I best know. thing <laughs> uh, no what's incredible is that uh, it's not I think you just celebrated you're going to celebrate two years or you just celebrated it we, we just celebrated two years okay after two years you become actually in just few, two years one of the main points of reference for Venice Yeah, I think that that's uh, because we are really working a lot. We are really working hard to create this uh, image of uh, Bottega Cini that basically everything that suggests Bottega Cini, it's really Venetian, it's really Mm -hmm. high quality, and it's really something that you need to know about. So it's a hardworking team, and uh, that's why we are still here. And it's still a work in progress, you know, we Uh are... 
setting always new things, new projects. Of course. I, I liked it because at first when um, uh, Marisa mentioned this, uh, the opening and that she was going to, Marisa Convento, Ventiraresa, yes. was going to come and work uh, uh, at Bottega Cini, being the resident artisan. It's really interesting because I was under the impression at first, you know, when you start talking about it, not... Uh, uh, Having this project never been created anywhere else, but it was going to be like just a, a museum shop. And you are yes. actually so much more because, uh, yes, you are connected in a way to, to Cini, to Palazzo Cini, but you are really a, a hub dedicated to the Made in Venice. Exactly, exactly. And I think that one of the most interesting and most important things in Bottega Cini is precisely the presence of Marisa Convento as a resident artisan. And also this role of resident artisan is something that it was invented with the creation mm -hmm. of Bottega Cini. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the main and focal points of Bottega Cini because you actually have artisan which is working there in a sort of protected, you know, atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And you mm -hmm. can really meet her and see what one artisan is working and how it's working. So it's really beautiful. Mm -hmm. So let's uh, mention what, uh, uh, if somebody comes to Bottega Cini, what they can find. So in Bottega Cini, we try to make this very interesting selection of different uh, uh, different companies, Venetian companies, mm -hmm. which are for us high quality. Uh, yeah, le le uh, sorry, Elena, let's yeah. stress this out. Venetian companies, not Italian, is mainly, well, it's only uh, yes. Venetian companies. That's exactly. what was important, wasn't it? Yes, exactly. And uh, one of the main points in the selection was also to try to select really the all the persons which are or with a long history, with mm -hmm. long quality of production, or maybe the new artisans and the new artists which are young hopes for Venice. So mm -hmm. that's also another uh, interesting thing for Bottega Cini. Mm -hmm. Inside, you can obviously find the fragrances of the Merchant of Venice. Mm -hmm. uh, then you have uh, Murano glass uh, made by Nazo Moretti. Mm -hmm. You have Maureen by Ercole Moretti. So they are all historical, historical fine brands uh, with the high quality products. Yeah, some of the oldest families from Murano. Exactly, exactly. And really, we try to, to select the best of the best. Then you have books, which are so we are not an actual bookshop, book but we uh, offer a selection of uh, titles mainly from Venetian publishers. Yeah, mine is missing. But he will no, be there yet. No, no, no. Right? not right. It's coming. And it's it coming. Yes. From tomorrow or the day after. Okay. In okay. So uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to do a yeah. bit of advertising here. And you Guys. have to find my copy because I have also, I, I purchased my copy. So. Oh, no. I was going <laughs> yes. to give it to you. Okay. Never mind. I will come and, and autograph it. So, okay. guys, if yeah. you go to Bottega Cini, you will find my book on wine and food in Venice called Under. Per Bacari is about Cicchetti, but we will dedicate another episode to this. So back to Bottega Cini. Yes. <laughs> so as I already told you, we don't miss the best of the best ones. Thank you. <laughs> so we have your book, obviously. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, we have also some few of other publishers, but they are mainly selected if they are telling something about mm -hmm. history, art, culture. So we have few titles, but they are accurately selected to tell you mm -hmm. something interesting about Venice. Mm -hmm. then we have um, handmade paper, 
by mm-hmm. Toscolano. So they are not Venetians, but they are very much connected historically with, with Venice because during the history, they say that the first documents signed by the Dodges were precisely on the papers which were made by Toscolano. So Toscolano okay. in Lago di Garda. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, it's Veneto. So it's yes, still... it's Veneto, uh, yeah. It's yeah. yeah. still Republic of Venice. Come on. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Details. <laughs> then we have uh, Studio Falani with their serigraphies mm-hmm. and some graphic works. Uh, then we have also Bevilacqua with their velvets and with bags. Amazing, amazing uh, te- uh, fabrics and textures, yes. Exactly, very, very, very beautiful. Uh, we have also Venetian porcelain, so Geminiano Cozzi mm-hmm. and his selection of both traditional pra- plates and also some modern collection that they develop. One of the interesting is the 1,600 Years of Venice collection, which is oh. with uh, Doge's Palace and uh, Cadoro. Okay, so it was developed last year then, yes? Exactly, yes, especially last year. Then we have Ethan Ran and Michele Bortolozzi. Oh my God, the Erfings are, uh, Yelena Erfings are so nice. She's so young and she's lovely. In fact, I I, I hope, I can't remember if her English is good or not, but if it is, I definitely want to have her on her podcast. Yeah, I think that she is really amazing because uh, she's very creative, young, she's Venetian. So I think that she is one of these uh, artisans that I told you that we are very proud to have, you know, which are And and she makes everything we wax exactly but wax and she's also working with other materials but mm-hmm. i think that now the best of the best are the candles and also her jewelry you know the oh earrings. my god they're so beautiful they're yeah, so they are. different uh, completely different from many females around venice it's really nice exactly. they are quite iconic you know because yeah. you have this most beautiful element of architecture in the shape of the earring so it's a pure perfection okay between me and you and probably another thousand people that are listening <laughs> <laughs> how many earrings have you got over yes, exactly <laughs> how many do you have uh, admitted Mm, maybe six seven and <laughs> practically, no. practically yes. the old collection <laughs> yes i think that she she needs to work you know new models and new models especially for me because exactly i, I want them all <laughs> she should cover the yelena collection <laughs> exactly exactly at some point because i i think that i have all shapes and all colors but they are oh, so many wow but they're beautiful. Okay. They're so light yeah. as well. Exactly. Uh, and then you've got also uh, Saverio Pastor, right? With his um, Forcola? Am I yes, right? Yes, we have he, his uh, Forcolas uh, in uh, basically like a part of the exhibition. So mm-hmm. they are not uh, on, um, on, we are on not sale. But... Them, but we are just promoting his, uh, his shop. and his, Yeah, because his shop is only five minutes walk from exactly. your uh, place anyway. And then you have Marisa, of course. Uh, we did the first episode of a uh, uh, podcast. Yes. So uh, go and listen, people, to the episode to episode number one. And then you know who Marisa is. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, Elena, another and good point. I oh, sorry. Over my add, yes, I just wanted to add that everybody should also stay in a way, you know, uh, be curious and inform what will be new in Bottega Cini because mm. we're always trying to surprise you and to put something new. So also mm-hmm. new partnerships will coming. 
mm. you know, very soon. <laughs> okay, that's good. Yeah. So two things I want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, you decide which one you want to do first. First, uh, well, uh, I would like to talk about the perfumes of the Merchant of Venice, just uh, a quick, uh, uh, you know, a quick uh, talk about that. And also about the temporary exhibitions that uh, you have all the time changing over uh, again at Bottega Chili. You tell me which one you want to talk first. Uh, we can start with the Merchant of Venice and mm -hmm. then continue with the exhibitions okay go on what uh because that's your strength you are when people walk into the shop and they find you it's uh you give such an experience when it comes to perfume is uh is amazing and i know you're doing also a new kind of uh what do you call it uh, olf ol uh how do you say um uh oh, experience it wasn't coming yeah. to me well done exactly yeah yeah tell me about that so we have this, uh, we launched uh, one month ago, a new collection, which is called Accordi. Mm -hmm. Basically, it means accords of perfumes. And it's something completely new. It's completely sustainable as a collection. And with this collection of monothematic fragrances, we are offering possibility to our clients and visitors to play with us, to see how the fragrance is made and to develop different kind of uh, fragrances. So thanks to these monothematic fragrances, you can learn also how the, the olfactory pyramid works. Mm -hmm. And I think that with this kind of um, approach, you know, you, you, you as a client or as someone who don't know maybe a lot of information about the perfume are actually starting to understand how it's working, how it's made and how it's actually a little tiny piece of mm. art. Okay. I mean, when you gave, when you spoke to me and Romana, when we came in and you did it, it was so interesting. And soon after we went to do the uh, perfume class uh, with Joan Jacomin that uh, are going to interview in the next exactly. uh, few weeks. And it was, uh, uh, it was nice. The things that she was saying, it, it was bringing back uh, too many things that you said. And um, I, I discovered so many things about perfume that I didn't know. It's, uh, I think it makes you, it helps people also to understand the difference between the type of perfume that the Merchant of Venice does and maybe the industry, you know, the, exactly. let's uh, say, you know, what you find is, in shops generally. There is a quite big difference between niche fragrances and the commercial fragrances. Mm. So niche fragrances, thanks to also high quality of essential oils, are really there to wake up in a way all your senses, you know, especially mm. your sense of smell, which is one of the most powerful senses. So it brings you a lot of memories. And when you feel something which is with high quality essential oils, you can really make this kind of travels, you know. Mm -hmm. It really wakes up. It could remind you of, uh, I don't know, your uh, childhood or uh, sweets or uh, cookies that you like, uh, your exes. Mm -hmm. your no, yeah, well, no. that, that we don't want to remember. Exactly. <laughs> So it really brings you emotions because yeah. it's waking up uh, your olfactory memory and that's beautiful. You know? mm -hmm. And uh, at the moment right now, how many perfumes are available from the Merchant of Venice? Oh, we have um, 
I think more than 100 fragrances. Whoa! Fragrances, exactly. And That's we have different kind of collections. Obviously, one of the first one and one of the most important one, it's the one which is uh, telling the story about the caravans of the Venetian merchants. Yes, the Mude. Yep. Exactly. Using these uh, most specific raw materials, which we, Venetian merchants were actually bringing back from mm-hmm. Middle East, from Asia, back to Venice. So this is the main collection and the classic collection. And then mm-hmm. obviously you have a little bit more concentrated collection, special editions dedicated to Venetian Opera House, mm-hmm. dedicated to 1,600 years of yeah. Venice. So we have a lot of different <laughs> fragrances. Yeah, both for men and women. And I think the exactly. best thing is the bottles. They are yeah, stunning. Obviously. Even yeah. when you finish the product, they are just you know a work of art <laughs> absolutely they say you know in the history of perfume that there is not amazing iconic fragrance without amazing glass bottles so they mm. go like a sort of synergy you know yeah and Bottle- and venice venice and glass obviously is uh, obviously. <laughs> such an old and i think that the bottle the beautiful bottle it's also interesting production to what you will smell later when you spray you know yes. amazing fragrance so <laughs> so if somebody walks into Bottega Cini and has the uh, fortune to meet you or even your colleagues what yes. should they what information should they give you so you can help them pick the best perfume for them but I think that nowadays, you know, most of people are having problems to describe you, you know, with uh, words and with emotions what kind of fragrance they like. Mm. So I think that they just one of the main things that everybody thinks is when you come to the parfumery, you should do it quickly. You shouldn't mm-hmm. spray it because we are there and we want you just to go out. But in mm-hmm. reality, it's completely opposite. So you just need to relax, you uh-huh. know, to uh, give your nose and your senses time. And, you know, when you relax, you will, we will maybe spray you if you don't have a clear idea, if you like something citrusy or sweet, mm-hmm. etc. We will spray you some of those which we consider classics. And from there, we will guide you what kind of fragrance you prefer, then you should spray it always on your skin, you know, because it's important. There is a reaction with the pH. So basically yeah, we want you to go out with the best fragrance for you and you are that you come out basically in love with that fragrance. Mm-hmm. So take mm. your time. We are there for you. And usually, you know, everybody thinks that it's something that should be so quickly, but in reality, it's very hard to pick the uh-huh. best fragrance for you. So- and, see, and, and I think it, that is the mood of Bottega Cini in general it's not the kind of place that you walk in you walk out in five minutes and you bought something you actually walk in and you probably end up spending at least half an hour to an hour in there because uh, whatever is a perfume or whatever is something else that you buy I mean even if you just go in and talk start talking to Marisa and watch what she's doing it is um, a a kind of journey of discovery of a made in Venice rather than just being oh I walk into a shop I mean this is a feeling that I have when I walk in even before apart from the fact that I come in to see Marisa because she's my friend but even she's not there for me it's always that when I walk in in there um, I don't know all of a sudden is okay let's relax Uh, let's have a look what is in here you know it's a pleasure it's a pleasure hearing you to say that because that's precisely what we want to create you know once when you get inside it's not that you are actually in the shop Mm. You are in something much more. So what we want you, we want you really to discover a lot of new things, 
to uh, maybe discover also fragrances, but also to hear the stories, to see also... And ask, because I was uh, talking to um, Romana in another episode, uh, but I don't know if it's going to go out or before of this or after, whatever. Ah. But we were talking and she was saying that the people should ask. Exactly. Ask, uh, you know, worst come to worst, we'll, we'll just say no, you can't or whatever. But generally speaking, if you're curious, it's when you discover so many things about yes. Venice. But, you know, I think that the most of the people, sadly, are now uh, used to be in these kind of commercial centers or mm. places like that, where actually no one is care- caring about you. you know? No yes. one is there to tell you something. Yeah. Well, in our case, we are really there to tell you the story of mm-hmm. Venice, the story of everything that we have inside. So to give you basically experience. So at yeah. the end, if you buy something, you're buying something. But if you don't buy something, we want you that you go outside with this amazing experience and that you love Venice as much as we do. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. Let's talk about the exhibitions because yes. uh, you always have amazing exhibitions there. Uh, exactly. Just to tell you, so, you know, my dad is a painter and the other day I showed him the pictures of the um, painters at the, is, uh, at the moment exhibiting that you will be able to tell us in a second. Yes. And my dad is very particular on things. He actually sent me a message that says, could you put the photos please for me on a USB drive and bring them to me because I, I would really love to admire them again. <laughs> And I was very impressed because my dad is a bit strict on these things. So so it was nice. So at a moment, I can never say his name. I'm so sorry. Yes. uh, In this moment, we have exhibition of Safed Zetz. So he is a Bosnian painter. See, see, see. That's why you know how to say. (laughs) No, I don't. (laughs) We are the Balkans. Yeah. Uh, So uh, his exhibition is... uh, actually from September of the last year. And mm-hmm. we have him still in Bottega Cini because everybody loves him. He's really it's amazing. It's beautiful. Yeah. And he, he, he lives in Venice, doesn't he? He is actually living and working between Venice, uh, mm-hmm. Paris and Sarajevo. So okay. here in Bosnia, he has a sort of cultural center for young artists from Bosnia and also his own gallery. Mm-hmm. But the paintings there, and many are about Venice. I don't know, they're just so uh, compelling, so full yeah. of, uh, how can I say, uh, in Italian we say struggenti, and I yeah. can't think, full he, of emotions. Very, very, exactly. He's very poetical. Yeah. And he is really master of technique. So thanks to the technique and thanks also to his emotions, I think that there is no person which is. Uh, not uh, emotional in front of his paintings. I mm. think that even the boat, for example, could oh, yeah, bring you yeah. a lot of emotions, yeah. which is but, really impressive. Yeah, it is. And then another thing that you have, so uh, is he going to stay there until September when you change in? Or what's happening? Uh, he will probably stay until the end. So now everything that we have will stay until the end of Biennale. So ah, okay. Sure. okay. And then we will see the interest of uh, per- of people. Course. Because at the beginning, we had only his pieces, which are precisely Venice, you know, Venetian mm-hmm. windows and uh, boats and facades. Mm-hmm. But thanks to the interest, we also put all other things. Okay. Different his periods, for example, from 80s, 90s oh. to nowadays. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe uh, did they just recently come up? Because I don't think I've seen them yet. Uh, I don't know if you were last time, if you saw, for example, the man in the T-shirt and also no. the nudes. No. Uh, that, that's new. That, that's ah. something we have for maybe 
two months. Ah, no. Okay, I need to come back then. Okay, another great thing about Tegaccini that uh, Marco Vidal, uh, uh, one of the founders, decided to do is to have, uh, have a back one place where you can show videos. Yes. Interactive videos. And I think that's very good. He started uh, during the pandemic with a beautiful video about Venice, uh, uh, silent video, because it was only the noises of Venice during the pandemic. And then he's taking the opportunity to show more and more filmmakers, always Venetians as far as I know, right? Yes, and um, in a way that room is also uh, used for a different content. For example, we had the opportunity to have, as you said, uh, only Venetian uh, content and movies, but we also, for example, did the presentation of this artist, Safed Zed. Uh-huh. We also did some sort of conferences and webinars. So it's in a way really multifunctioning uh, yeah. uh, with these three uh videos three uh, screens and mm-hmm. it's giving a lot of lot of possibilities now in this moment for example we are showing and exhibiting everything about accordi so how ah yes uh, of course in yeah, different yeah. parts of the world they are cultivating these beautiful raw materials so mm-hmm. also this is something interesting so it's really giving a lot of possibilities you know we will probably mm-hmm. change content every time that we have possibility to show something new and something interesting. Mm-hmm. And, what's, uh, and by the way, people that you're listening, all of this is happening in a very small place because uh, it's not that Bottega Cini is, uh, God knows, the size of a shopping center. It's actually a bottega. It is a shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we managed to do this uh, and it's amazing. Now, let's talk about you, Yelena. Okay. So you're obviously not from Venice. Yes, <laughs> but your English is perfect and your Italian, oh, you I got to much. say, is amazing. <laughs> uh, where are you from? I'm from Serbia. How did you end up in Venice? So one of my dreams was to study architecture in Venice. So okay. I, did, you know, I came to Venice to study architecture. How old were you when you came here? Uh, 20 years old. Oh, you were uh, a young girl. Okay. Yes, exactly. Oh, only a couple of years ago then. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like a few months ago. <laughs> okay, so you managed to study architecture at the University yes. of Venice. Okay. Exactly. And then you never left. Yes, because my idea was to study architecture, you know, and then to go somewhere else for my postgraduate degree or something like uh-huh. that. Architecture, it's quite important to travel. Uh-huh. And someone told me when I start to study, you will see this island is magical. You will never go away from here. <laughs> and that's what happened, basically. <laughs> so how many years have you been in Venice now? Uh, now it's uh, like... Nearly 17 years. 17? Yes. yes. Oh my God. I just realized how old you are and you don't look it a little bit. (laughs) Okay. I thought you were much younger. And by the way, I'll put a picture on the post after when I post this and you will see how beautiful Yelena is. She should be a model. No, no, you should be a model. (laughs) Okay. So how hard was it at the beginning and how hard is now uh, for somebody that is not Venetian to live in Venice? But, you know, I think that it's, for me personally, I think that the most of the persons who are coming to Venice and deciding to live in Venice, they are really in love with Venice. So they are really Venetians, even that they are not born in Venice, you know, and maybe in some cases, even more than the actual Venetians, if I may say so. I totally agree with you. Totally. And uh, I think that it's quite 
pretty hard, you know, because obviously you want to live in this amazing city, but there is a lot of difficulties, you know, especially if you're thinking about uh, apartments, for oh, example, yeah. and of the course. basic things, you know. Yeah. But it's a in a way, it's a constant fight, you know. Yeah. Constant fight because it's difficult, it's strange, but you love it, you know, and you really want to be here. Yes. And uh, I think you, you, I mean, speaking to other expats, uh, is uh, yeah. you need to totally change uh, the rhythm of your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. It slows and down, doesn't it? You just have to accept that it slows down. Yes. But I you think for me, for me, for example, that's one of the most beautiful things of Venice because mm. in a way it's made on measurements of men, you know, mm. yes. of, of humans, actually, to be precise, because there is, in a way, it's a luxury because there is no place in the world where you can walk and by walking come for your working place to maybe go to drink with your friends or to go on the dinner. You know, usually yeah. you have all these buses and metros yeah. and cars and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Here you have luxury to move in half an hour. You are everywhere. So I mm -hmm. think that that's beautiful. And how hard was it to get on with the Venetians? <laughs> be honest uh, they're not going to listen because they don't speak it's, english anyway it's quite <laughs> it's quite hard i must say you know because uh, when once when they accept you yeah it's okay but before that they are with a lot of i think uh, you know stereotypes i think yes. a, the venetians has got and i'm a venetian i'm not venetian venetian because i'm from the countryside and even with us from the countryside they can be terrible okay uh but i can see from an outsider uh they have got so many stereotypes that they can be very close Absolutely. but once they do get you to know you though they you do become part of a circle in a way yeah it's it's pretty hard because at the beginning you know they also in some cases are also speaking for example it happened to me also in university you know the professor dialect. speaking in dialect I and know. that's crazy you know and you're like can you please say at least in italian yeah. and you're like i'm speaking italian and you're like uh, no, no, no yeah, that's yeah. the sorry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and by but the then, back must have been yeah. ooh, hard yes yeah. And obviously that you say that they are quite judgmental in some cases, you mm. know, for example, I'm from uh, Eastern Europe. So, yeah. oh my God, you know, that's like a cross that you have to. <laughs> yes, of course. And then from Ser Serbia and all oh, the war and this and that. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And most imagine. of them think that it's somewhere close to Siberia. So, yeah. You know, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they completely forgot the Venice with Serbia had the massive uh, liaisons when uh, the Republic of Venice was literally absolutely conquered over coast. So, yes. you know, it's... there is also one of the Serbian kings who was married with one of the Venetian, the daughters of one of the Dodges, you know. So, there oh, is, I didn't know yeah. that. Oh, exactly. okay. Especially oh. in like 13th, 14th century, you know, there was a lot of these churches and monasteries in Serbia, which were also crafted by some of the Venetian masters, you know. So right. It's really interesting, yeah. Oh, no, this is a, this is a part of history yeah. that I never heard about. Oh, my God, I, I need to call you for some more of this information. Yeah, 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 that's, that's yeah. quite interesting. So we have actually connections, even of course. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's, well listen, uh, we were talking earlier with uh, somebody else. Uh, we were saying, like, I love the traditions of venetian think they had for centuries are only like 40 or 50 years old you know and they think oh we always done it this way 
when it wasn't. So it's the same thing for, you know, when they, uh, they have this a bit distorted idea of a Republic of Venice somehow, you know. <laughs> Probably. And I think that there are a lot, really a lot of them, which even don't know precisely their own history, you know. They, exactly. they know that there was something important going on there, but... <laughs> I know, I know. But still, it must be amazing for you having studied architecture every morning, walking out of a door and just... Ah, <laughs> absolutely. For me, it was really, you know, a dream coming true because you are on the city, built it in this very particular way. So it's really amazing, you know. So yeah. for me, it's really, and I still love it, you know. Every time when I'm somewhere on Vaporetto between Santa Maria della Salute, San George, and San Marco Church, yeah. you know, in that kind of triangle, it's beautiful. I think that it's like. Uh, most amazing sensation, even that you are full of, for example, stress of preoccupation, there yeah. you forgot everything. I think one of the most uh, craziest experiences happened to me once, it was years ago. I was just walking um, at the back of Fundamenta Nova in a little street. I was with a couple of friends in a small little alley. And, you know, as you're walking, I don't know what happened to me. I just lifted my hand and I ran my hands along the walls. I never done that before. And all of a sudden it was like, oh my God, I just connected to Venice. It was a weird sensation, a weird feeling. And I yeah. thought, I'm pretty sure that in the past I actually lived there. Because, you know, <laughs> no, because it was a kind of feeling that it never happened to me before or after. When I put my hand there, it was like uh, all of a sudden I was the city, you know, I yes, was part yes. of a wall. Uh, it was a weird feeling like, uh, wow, I'm pretty sure... I must have lived in Venice in my in an earlier life because well, it felt probably. natural, natural, familiar. I don't know, weird, very for strange. Me, for me, one of the strange, strangest things was when for the Merchant of Venice, I went to Rome to open one of our first boutiques in Rome. Mm -hmm. And I lived in Rome for two years. And during that period, the first time when I have to go, when I go back to Venice for some bureaucracy things, mm -hmm. Uh, I got off on railway station and when I got outside, the first smell that I feel for me was a smell of home. And I was, ah! wow, this is amazing because during, uh, before that, my smell of home was obviously when from Venice I come to Serbia, you know. Of course, of course. And in that moment, I understand, okay, my heart now it's divided. I actually have two homes, you know. And, Darn. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was smell, you know, it was that mixture that Venice always have as a smell. And for me, yeah. it was the coziest, the most beautiful smell, smell of home. So it's yeah. really amazing. Oh, maybe wow. I was also, you know, in the past. Uh, well, yeah, maybe you were the daughter. Of, maybe you were the daughter <laughs> of, of a Doge's daughter. You know, you are the do you're relating to the Doge's back. How do you know? You, know, you should do a DNA testing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you never know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, Yelena, it was so nice talking to you. And uh, let's explain where Bottega Cini is and also where they can find you, uh, the website and the social media. Yes, so uh, Bottega Cini, it's uh, in what we call uh, Dorso Duro Museum Mile. So it's in front of uh, Palazzo Cini. It's very mm -hmm. easy to find for uh, 
you who are uh, trying to find Guggenheim, we are a few steps before Guggenheim. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, for example, for more information, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us also on Instagram as Bottega Cini. We have also website Bottega Cini. So on all of these ones, you can find everything about us. You can contact us. We are always there. <laughs> and make and sure you talking. follow and you got to make sure to follow Instagram because Yelena and the staff and everybody in Bottega Cini create the most amazing reels. They are oh. so funny, I got to say. I, I'm so glad that they gave you total, uh, you know, uh, completely hands-free to do it because they are so entertaining. Oh, <laughs> they are so funny. Much, you know? And I think that this is also a way how we can Uh, show to everybody what is going on in Bottega Cini, you know, live. Yeah, but, without, but without being marketing, if you know what exactly. I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, we are also, you know, always trying to be interesting, funny. <laughs> we hope. You are, you are, you are, you are. And as a team, we are really, you know, trying to create these very interesting reels and, and posts and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, I always laugh every time I see them. Okay, <laughs> Yelena, thank you so much. And uh, well, I'm, I'm definitely going to come soon and I hope a lot of people will come and see you. They should ask for you or in any case for any other stuff, but ask for Yelena because she's the best. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and it was really nice having you. It was really nice uh, chatting with you. It was a pleasure. And I hope that all your listeners will come to Bottega Cini, obviously. To of course. Okay. Meet me and other stuff. And okay. Marie, obviously. Ciao, bellissima. Ciao. Ciao. Ciao, ciao. Thank you again, Yelena, for the lovely and fun chat. You can find Yelena at Bottega Cini in Venice or uh, at www.bottegacini.com or in the social medias at Bottega Cini. Thank you again for listening. If you want to book a food tour or a cooking experience with me, you can find me on my blog www.monicacesarato.com or at cookingvenice.com and also on all social medias with the handle at Monica Cesarato and at cookingvenice. Feel free to leave a comment or write to info at monicacesarato.com for more information about the people featured in the podcast or Venice. Bye-bye. Sentire Media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentire Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.